Okay, I'm pulling on my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Okay, so last week I talked about um, FutureSight. Uh, and today was part two. It is part two. But something interesting came up. Uh, Matt Cavada needs a ride to work. And for those that remember my uh, podcasting on Planeswalkers, Matt lives right near me, and so occasionally he and I go to work together. Um, and I thought, future site, the one team Matt was on, uh, the fates were speaking. So Matt's going to join us today for part two of future site. Um, we'll get some insight into you know, maybe his take. Because uh, like I said, I've done a lot of design teams. You know, I've been on 50 plus design teams. Matt's been on one, this one. Uh, so we're going to talk to him today about it. Uh, and I'm going to try to hit some of the issues I didn't hit last time. So we'll see if we can uh, combine those together. So a quick reminder before I, I'm driving to get Matt right now. Um, so Matt, at the time, Matt has a new job, but his original job was he was on the creative team, and he did names and flavor text. Um, and at the time, uh, I was looking for a more offbeat design team to do Future Sight because we, I know we were doing a lot of crazy, you know, I really wanted a team that was outside the box thinking. Um, plus, I really wanted a member of the creative team on um, my design team because not only were we designing future mechanics, but we were also were hinting at future worlds. And I thought it'd be nice to have a, a person to do that. So Matt was filling multiple roles. Um, so we'll talk to him today, and we'll try to figure out what uh, what his take on all of this was. Because, um, like I said, I, I'm uh, I've done a lot of design teams, so I think maybe uh, in some ways. Uh, I'm a little more jaded. Just I've been doing this for a long, long time. Uh, but like I said, this was Matt's one team, so he probably have a different perspective. Um, so I'm almost there to pick him up. Uh, to think another things you need to know before I get Matt. Um, as I said last time, remember that Future Sight was set up. We knew the Time Spiral was the past. We knew that um, Planar Chaos was the alternate present. And we knew that uh, Future Sight was going to be a glimpse of the possible futures of magic and all of that entailed. Uh, and last time I talked about the time shift to cheat and I talked about um, the mix and match cards and I talked about uh, the packs, the, the, the packed cycle. Um, so today the goal was to talk about mechanics, but we'll see. I'm going to pick Matt up and we'll figure out where we go. Uh, if need be, we'll have a third, a third part here. I, I've learned that these, uh, the, the podcast about the episodes, people like them to run over several episodes, so I'm willing to spend the time to talk about it. Aha! Here is Matt. Let's pick him up. Okay. Welcome. Okay, welcome, welcome to the show, Matt. <laughs> You're in, in progress? I'm in progress, yes. Okay. I have to start when I leave my driveway, because I have to begin every show by going, I'm pulling out of my driveway, so, yes, the... My rule is that my podcast is from the start of my drive to the end of my drive. So, have you had any flat tires or any such thing? Uh, I got gas ones. I, I don't know. I, uh, I've been to traffic a few times, so I always expect like more uh, somehow my actually being on in a car mattering, but it only matters like one seventy five shows. One of these days, someone's going to sideswipe you, and this show is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the uh, the road rage episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what I was saying before you got in the car was. I have I have been on fifty some design teams. You've been on one. one. <laughs> so I said, well, "What are the chances that the one I'm talking about is the one that you were on?" So that felt like fate. Fate. 
So let's start with this, which is, what was it like being on the only design team you've ever been on? You know, I have no perspective because, like you said, I've only been on one. Um, I imagine that uh, 99 out of 100 people who play Magic, who are really into it, think of how much fun it would be to, uh, to be charged with designing cards that will ultimately end up actually getting put into uh, a card set and I have to say that it was that <laughs> it, it was very cool um, however I can say that I, I didn't experience all that often what it feels like to design a card and then actually see it printed um, so, so I what, can only think of two okay what are, what are the two cards that, that, that you're brain to print the only two I can think of, they both kind of suck. <laughs> one is the Putrid Cyclops. Okay. Sky one Cyclops. Just mm -hmm. seemed funny to me. <laughs> um, and uh, the Yixlid Jailer. Okay. What, is a, what uh, does the Yixlid Jailer do? Cards and graveyards do nothing. or have no abilities. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's a new card. Yeah. It's, it, it's a hoser. Um <laughs> People sometimes actually play with it, whereas the Cyclops lurks in binders. It was played in Limited. It was, uh, yeah, not every card, you know. I mean, one of the things people don't realize is we make tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of cards, and so few of them actually make right. it to print. Uh, the, the other thing that I, I wasn't aware would happen is that while you might not design start to finish a card that gets printed... You dabble on all kinds of cards as a team. Yeah, well, people ask me all the time, like, why don't we credit the designers on the cards? And I'm like, like, when, with the artist, we know who drew the card. With the designer, like... With four names attached to one card. Yeah, and a lot of times, someone has an idea, and someone tweaks the idea. Someone else says, what do you do this? And, right. You know, and it's very, very hard at the end of the day to know some cards who even made the card. Right. You know, I mean, some cards, like like I said, I, there's definitely cards where I made the card, no one touched it, I, I know I made the card. Yeah. Um, last, ep last episode, I was talking about some of the cards I made in Future Sight. Um, and I was talking about the, the, the time-shifted cards were extra hard because of the rule that said it had to be something Magic's never done before. Right. And that's... Um, I remember, so, I said that I, when I put together the team... Three of the six members on the team had never been on a Magic Design team before, which is very bizarre for a Magic Design team. Right. But I was trying to... Get out of the box. Yes, and went out of the box. I thought you were an out-of-the-box guy, so... Um, another thing that I talked about is we were trying to show off not just future mechanics, but future creative elements. Well, you can talk about that a little bit. Um, well, there were a, a, a small handful of ideas that we thought we would get to at some point, and you and I talked yesterday about the Sarkamite mirror. Yeah. We had an inkling that Phyrexia would be back. Well, we, I mean, Sarkamite, for those that don't realize, we knew that the Phyrexians had invaded Mirrodin when we did Mirrodin. Right. Like, if you go read the novel, I mean, the fact that the Phyrexians are invading was worked into Mirrodin. So we knew we were going to go back. Now, the big, the big change, I talked about this in my podcast on Scars of Mirrodin, was we thought we were going to go back to New Phyrexia. And just and then at the end of it, oh my God! It well, it's Mirrodin, but right. we ended up going to Mirrodin and watching them get taken over. Um, um, we also planted a Lorwyn card directly in. We, yeah, we, I think we planted cards for the whole next block. Yes, I think there was, there was a Lorwyn and even tied a Shadowmore and right. a um, Morning Tide card all put in. There was um, 
and I can't say that this is actually going to happen or not, but we put some dinosaur stuff <laughs> there. Yeah, um, uh, is it Mir- Miraganda? Is that yes, the name? Yeah. there's that. And I think we did, some, wasn't there a dinosaur of some kind in there? Yeah, there was, there was. Did, was Imperiosaur in there? Uh, yeah, I think so, I think so. Uh, there, there's some dinosaur stuff in Future Side for sure. Um, yes. I mean, w- one of the things I think we did was... We knew some worlds we were going to go to, and then we knew some worlds that we thought one day we might go to, right. and then we, you guys just screwed around a little bit. <laughs> right. And then there was, of course, um, Coward World that we plan on going to at some point. <laughs> yes. Oh, so here, let me, let me ask you a question. So, the card that I get the most questions about, see if you can guess this, of all the cards in Future Sight, the card that generates the most conversation that I get, I get bugged the most about would be what card? Uh, Time of is the one that people talk about as far as being the most powerful. But I get a lot more a lot more mail about another card from Future Sight. See if you can name it. Putrid Cyclops? <laughs> yes, they go, when are you going to make more Putrid Cyclopses? And Ixla Jailers, can you please make more of them? No, um, I'll give you a clue. It involves assembling contraptions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Slugger Bus. Um, do you remember anything about the creative of Slugger Bus? Any of us dreamed that that would actually come? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Yeah, Aaron actually admitted, and, and like right after it came out, he admitted that it was a joke, and we never planned to do it. And I'm like, Aaron, why did you tell them that? Now we're like destined to somehow have to figure out how to do it. So I was like, it's a joke. The, 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 the beauty of the joke was we didn't tell them the joke. So it's kind of like remember uh, in Doctor Doctor Strange Love, the uh, the Russians Doctor Strange Love invent his machine um, that's supposed to like scare everybody else from you know like, it, it stops nuclear war by being this, this like if, if you bomb us we'll bomb everybody it was a machine right. um, but they never told anybody about it like we have to tell people about it or else it doesn't work so okay so um, in front of you is a list of all the mechanics in the set well, all the non-evergreen mechanics in the set. You know what might happen on this podcast that makes driving matter? Okay, what? It's when Matt vomits from reading <laughs> <his> car. <laughs> I'm driving! So, well, by the way, one of the days, someone keeps, uh, you and I have to do this on a future podcast. They want to do a podcast where I answer questions, but I can't do that while I'm driving, so I need to have someone else in the car read me questions. I so maybe one day we'll, we'll do that. We'll do a uh, uh, Ask Mark and Matt Day. Okay. Okay, so... Um, wow, that's pick, a lot. Pick, well, do you know how many... So I, I mentioned this in, in part one. So, before... Before Future Sight came out, like, Planar Chaos previously, there were 56 keywords in Magic. How many keywords... Well, they're not even all there because the evergreen ones aren't there. There were 48 keywords in Future Sight. Those are just ones that were introduced in Future Sight. These are all... Well, I'm sorry. These were new, and these were okay. expert yeah. ones brought back. That doesn't include flying and first strike and stuff right. like that. Um, what is typecasting? Uh, like wizard casting. Um, so, like, uh, uh, wizard cycling. Oh, cycling. I, w- yeah. Wizard cycling, it's yeah. called. Okay, I so, remember that. Um, yeah, one of the things that was interesting about making mechanics was... So, a, a lot of what we were doing was what we call extrapolative design, which was... We were trying to surprise the things you'd never seen before, but a, a lot of what we were trying to do is design obvious places we could go from stuff we had done. Right. 
for example, we had like a morph cycle. Remember the morph cycle? Yeah. Um, and we so we evolving. Right. So the the morph cycle was a vertical cycle in which normal morph takes creatures and they they morph. So we took the the other permanent types that existed at the time because planeswalkers didn't exist yet, although they almost did. Um, and we took a land, an enchantment, and a um, artifact, and then each one of them uh, you know morphed into that. Okay, so pick pick one of these, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. Talk about grandeur. Oh, grandeur. Okay, what do you remember? What do you remember of grandeur? That was the legend ability. Correct? Yes, yes, that, that was the ability. I think that's actually on. pretty cool. It was very cool. Do you know who designed the grandeur ability? After you don't, but uh, no. I love trivia question. No, no, I don't. No one on the design team, so that's why it's a trick question. Uh, it was designed by Bill Rose, who's the VP of R and D. Um, Bill had come up with the idea. So one of the things that, one of the ongoing problems, maybe I'll have a whole podcast on this because it's it's is the legend, you know, legendary, the super type legendary. Um, the problem is, it's this awesome thing that we want people to be excited about, right? These are characters that are unique, except the legendary ability is just a downside. Yeah. It's like there's no, I mean, I guess you can play commander with it, but but other than that, I mean, it is, there's no great advantage to being a named character other than now you can't have more than one in play. Right. Um, so Bill said, is there anything we could do to make the legendary ability better? Uh, and Bill came up with the grandeur ability. So for those who don't remember, um, what the grandeur ability says is you can discard copies, extra copies of it, to have an effect. Um, and the idea was that that way if you drew a second one, it wasn't a dead card anymore. Um, and we did them in a cycle. I think it was a cycle. I think so. Now, if I remember correctly, uh, all the legends were ancestors of famous people. Is that correct? Oh, now I'm remembering. Um... Right, yeah, they yeah. were like, I think yeah, they were. Was Blackblade one? Of yeah, those? Blackblade yeah. was one of those. Right, um, that was Dak and Dak and Blackblade's, I don't know, grandson Blackblade, or something. There were some, <laughs> some kids. In the, in the, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was us doing future generations of known characters. Right. Um, like, like I said, that's a more extrapolative design. Like instead of making brand new characters, we riffed off characters you knew and showed their offspring. Right. I think that that's a pretty cool. Uh, it is. I'm surprised we've never used it since. We, we will. Uh, I, in my mind, I, if I take all the abilities that we introduced in Future Sight, they fall in three categories. Category one is, for sure, for sure, we'll, we'll do them again. Now, it takes us a while to get to some of them. We have to find the right place for them. So just because we haven't done it doesn't mean I'm not interested in doing it. There's a bunch on there that, like, I actively have been looking for places to put it. Um, Can you imagine that grandeur would apply only to your own self? Or would could I discard any legend with grandeur to use that ability. Oh, I think it's just I think it's just your guys. I don't think if your opponent has a guy in play you can discard so yours. If if I have uh, legend A uh-huh. with grandeur on on the board. Yeah. But legend B with grandeur in my hand, can I discard him for legend A's bonus? Uh, no, that's not how grandeur works. Grandeur says that All you can about me. Yeah. If I uh, Legend A can discard other copies of Legend A. Now, I thought, what I thought you were asking was, what if Legend B is another version of Legend A, right? You know what card I want to see? What? I want to see a legendary rat lord who you can have any number of copies of that guy in your deck. So <laughs> okay. Like, what is that card? Relentless Rats? Well, there's Relentless Rats. Uh, yeah, that, that's the one which you get as many as you, if you want. Uh, it's based on Plague Rats, which a lot of okay. people used to play with lots of Plague Rats, although. And he has Grandrum. Yes. 
Rat Grinder. <laughs> so we've made a few Rat Lords, although nothing. He doesn't actually have to be a Rat Lord. Yeah. You know what I realized? I, I goofed up on Gate Crash. I didn't make an Ooze Lord. That, that I, dro- I dropped the ball. <laughs> nothing says the city like an Ooze. Well, the Simic, the Simic have lots of Ooze. I mean, it would have fit. A Simic Ooze Lord would have fit. Okay, pick another ability. I pick Fate Seal. Fate Seal. Okay, so what is Fate Seal? What what inspired Fate Seal's extrapolated design? What is Fate Seal? Is, is Fate Seal like Scry on your yes, opponent? Yes, it's negative Scry. Yeah. So one of the things I did was because we were doing past, present, future, I wanted to make sure there was one unique mechanic for each set that played up that theme. So the past was flashback, right? Because that's remembering the right. past. And the uh, alternate present, I did um, Vanishing, which is a redone version of Fading, because all about, you get it right now, but it goes away. And then for the future, I saved Scry. And then I said, well, you know, Scry you can only use on yourself. What if you use Scry against your opponent? Um, Can you use that sense? Well, okay, so I didn't finish this before. So there's three categories. Category number one is uh, definitely, I'm looking for a place for it. I believe one day we'll do it. Category number two is, I don't know. Um, I, I think con- uh, assembling contraptions falls in this one. Maybe, maybe if we can find a way to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm will the category two. I'm willing to do, but I'm they're more challenging. They're not, they're not slam dunks. Like category one is look. I know we'll find a place. Category two is I don't know. Maybe category three is I don't think we will ever do this mechanic again. I think Fancy will fall in category three because it is. It is the most unfun, violating, Doesn't like... Doesn't seem very Demir, though? It is very Demir. We, we've, we talked about doing Fate Seal for Demir. Uh, Fate Seal, sorry, for Demir. But it is just the most unfun thing. Like, we've been spending all this time and energy trying to, like, take things we think that they just suck the fun out of the game. Right. And that mechanic is really, like, I don't know. It's, it is fun-sucking. It's fun-sucking gets. Are there any others in the We'll Never Do? Uh, well, if we get to one, I'll tell you. <laughs> How about fortify? Fortify. I don't okay. Remember fortify. Well, what, what do you think fortify is? I have no idea. It gives you vitamins to make you stronger. Yes. No, fortify is um, equipment for land. Oh, oh. Yes. So that is in the category one. I'm looking for a place to use yeah. it. Um, I need the right place. I mean, the thing with. I can think of a place. Well, I mean. I, and we can't talk about yes, this here. Yes, we can't talk about it here. <laughs> this is not the uh, riff on the future stuff. Yeah. So, that's what they want, by the way. They go, just, yeah, just do a podcast on Huey or something, you know? Um, okay, so Fortify was artifacts, equipment for land. Um, we actually talked about doing it in Zendikar, because um, Zendikar was a land yeah. set. But we had a lot of other stuff going on, and anyway, it just, it didn't seem like the right place. Right. Um, but I... I it's category one. There will come a time and a place. Uh, we, we, we will do it, I believe. Yeah, that seems cool. Okay, next. What about Aura Swap? What is that? Aura Swap. So Aura Swap was... But just like, I trade an aura in my hand for the one that's on a guy? Yeah, I believe that's how it worked. Okay. Uh, basically, the idea of Aura Swap is, uh, if a creature has Aura Swap, then it has the ability it has, but it could change at any moment into another one. Oh, um, so the creature has it, not the... No, 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 the aura has it. But oh. if aura has aura swap, that means it could transform into an aura that's in your hand. So any creature that has aura swap, you have to be, you know, suspicious that, you know, it could change. Right. Um, I guess that's category two. I mean, it's not that I would... 
it's a tricky one to use is the problem. Like some of the other ones, like, no, no, I, I know we can, I know where to go, I know how we can use it. This one, it's tricky. I mean, I, I, it's not a category three, it's not like we'll never do it, but it, it's kind of like I have to find the right way to do it. It requires a lot of finesse and it's tricky. It also requires friends. You know, if, if auras don't already kind of matter, yeah. is, are they going to be enough of a thing to even warrant shining another spotlight on it? Yeah, no, 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 it definitely, it's, it's a linear mechanic in that. Uh, what that means is it requires other cards of its, of its kind or of a certain kind. So, right, you have to have an aura deck to make aura swap really matter. So, um, what about these? Lifelink, Death Touch, Shroud, and Reach. Did we just rename those? No, we introduced them. Those didn't exist? Yes, those did not. I mean, the, the, they, well, they didn't uh, exist as on keywords. keywords. They weren't keywords. Got it. So what happened during Future Sight was I had been meaning, one of the problems I had run into was I felt we were too stingy with our keywords, and I really wanted to spread them out. I wanted to... Because what happened was, like, haste was a red thing. Only red had haste. And, and what I, my feeling on keywords is, it's this valuable commodity. What are we doing? We, we have to spread them out a little bit. Because from a design standpoint, we kept making the same cards. We needed a little more flexibility. So my plan was, and it happened during Future Sight, was to introduce them, give them keywords, and then um, spread them out in colors. So the ones that got introduced, Lifelink, which at the time was mostly a white thing, we spread to black. Right. Death Touch, which is mostly a black thing, we spread to green. Um, Shroud, which was a green, green thing, got spread to blue. The blue and green had both done similar things. Right. And then Reach, Reach only existed. We didn't spread Reach anywhere. In fact, there's a big question of who's supposed to get Reach other than green. I think it's white is supposed to be secondary Reach, but we very rarely ever do Reach in any other color. We need it because it has because it has flyers. Yeah. yeah, maybe red. I, I'm not sure who needs Reach, but uh, we, the reason we did it was. I didn't, I didn't care if we had it. I didn't need a keyworded because it's not the kind of thing we tend to use in, in keyword form a lot. Um, well, the reason we need keywords is when you make a cycle of things and you're doing some new thing and you need to make, give them variety, we tend to give them creature keywords, but we need a single word. Yeah, and so when they're spelled word. out, it's hard to fit on the card. Yeah. That's why I needed to keyword them. Um, Especially in this set. And Reach, by the way, we made Reach not because I, I needed it um, from a design standpoint, um, the rules team needed it because it made it easier to write the flying text. Because if you just, if flying is, I can only be blocked by creatures with flying and reach, then it just defines it. Um, although it's this circular logic where like reach and flying define each other by the other. Right. Kind of like in the dictionary when, like, what does this mean? It gives a synonym. What does that mean? It gives the first word. So. Okay. Okay, give me another, give me another one. Absorb. Absorb. Oh, absorb. I, okay, so the idea of absorb was we did a trading card game called um, Star Wars. Star Wars, the trading card game. Um, and it was a Richard Garfield design, and then I was in charge, I worked with Richard on the, the original design, and then I was in charge of doing the very first set, like the core set. Um, and one of the abilities, I'm not sure whether this ended up in the first set or not, but the idea of armor, uh, the idea that when you shoot something, it takes less damage because it had armor. And so Absorb was the idea of taking that mechanic that we had come up with for Star Wars and bringing it to magic. So what, what ends up with Absorb? Is that a creature ability? Yeah, it's a creature ability. So what it means is Absorb 1 means that every point of damage the creature takes, it takes one less. Oh, so if... I got it. Right. So the so the, so what category... Where is Absorb? 1, 2, or 3? Um, I don't know. So you would think 1... Because it's a, hey, it's a clean ability. It's it's really flavorful. 
but it's two. It's kind of hard to, for a why is it two? Why is it two? No one. And no, I think. I mean, I think we can. Convey, I mean, the idea. Is, I don't know. I'm not sure. Absorb was the best word, but the flavor of, of armor is pretty cool. Of like, I'm harder to hurt. You know. Right. Uh, I, I thought the flavor is that was the cool. Reason because it's not correctly flavored. No, 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 no. Uh, it's a development reason, actually. It's too good. It's really, really, really freaking. Absorb one is really good, like insanely. Like we didn't realize how good it was till we made a couple, and then we're like. Oh, this is insanely good, um, and, and that's not even co- you can start comboing with things that's or like. Let's say if you have five toughness and you have absorb one, someone can't shoot two spells at you to kill you. Right. They have to. Over, it has to be such overkill. Correct. Like we, I, I forget what size we had. Imagine you, right, you have a five five. It's like two lightning bolts is not enough to kill you. Right. That sucks. You know. Um, not, I'm not saying we'll never do That's why it's in Category 2. But I do admit that it's a developmental problem. And whenever I bring it up, like, like a couple times I said, what do you guys, maybe what do you think of Absorb? The development always does this. Okay, I'm, I'm making a face that you can't see in, on, on uh, audio. But I'm, uh, a grimace. Yeah, uh, a grimace. Yes. So, uh, anyway, I, I like the flavor of Absorb. I think Absorb is a very cool flavor. Um, and it works a little better in Star Wars where we didn't have, uh, Star Wars had a lot more damage happening, so reducing one damage you, you, is a die rolling game. You had a lot of dice, so reducing one damage wasn't this big deal when people were rolling, you know, eight dice or twenty dice or whatever. Okay, try next one. Uh, Gravestorm. Gravestorm. Okay, so Gravestorm is a variant of uh, Storm. Storm, very good. <laughs> I'd like to tell you some some uh, some, some easy ones as well. Uh, Gravestorm was a. Uh, uh, I came up with Gravestorm. I was trying to come up with a tamer storm was the idea, because um, storm storm is this mechanic that I always joke is kind of like um, the relationship that went bad that you keep thinking maybe next time it'll go better, and so every time you rekindle it it goes horribly again, and then you're like, okay, you know, okay, you know, th- that's it, I've learned my lesson, and then somehow you keep going back and going this time it'll work, uh, and storm has burned us every time we've ever used it. Um, Did Gravestorm burn us? Well, Gravestorm problem is it's too much like Storm, I think. It's just... Uh, I mean, we did it on one card, and I think it was okay, but it, it's not the kind of card you can put in lots of mechanics because it's just... it. Ha- I mean, it's not quite as broken as Storm, but that's, you know, like... It, it's, I don't know, it's like comparing, you know, it, it's not quite as much a dictator as Mussolini, but... <laughs> notice I went to Mussolini because everybody does Hitler, so right, I'm, I'm trying right. to... Trying to go different. Uh... Yeah, branch out. <laughs> How about frenzy? Frenzy. I okay. Frenzy is a mechanic that I like a lot. So frenzy is frenzy n, and when you if you attack and are not blocked, you get plus n plus o. And we've made a few cards. I mean, not called frenzy, but Magic's had a few cards that have done this. I like frenzy a lot. Development does not like frenzy, and so we are, we have this constant fight because I think frenzy is a real cool mechanic, and, and development doesn't like it. So, so it um, triggers when you're not blocked, right? When you're not blocked, um, I, I don't even understand why they don't. I mean, I yeah, kind of understand, but I think it's this neat mechanic in that it says, "Hey, hey, you better get in a fight with me, or else I'm pretty dangerous," and it kind of encourages combat. Um, but development does not like it, so I've tried to get frenzy in multiple times, and each time development sort of said they didn't want to do it. So. I'll put this in Camp 2. In the, it would be Camp 1 if development liked it at all. So I'll put it in Camp 2 in that I, I, I need to, you know, slowly warm them up to it. Right. Okay, we have one, one last one before we're going to get to work. Transfigure. Transfigure. Okay, so Transfigure was a uh, take on uh, Transmute, 
which was the Demir mechanic from Ravnica, um, and transfigure. I think our creatures do it with from in play instead of in your hand. Is that what? It... Well, no, no, no. I mean, transmute was from in your hand, but transmute was I turn any spell into any other spell that has the same converted mana cost. Right. I think transfigure are creatures that turn into any other creature with the same mana cost. Right, but is, aren't they in play? They're in play, they're in play, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. There is, so the idea is I attack with this thing, and I can, if I have the mana, I can turn into any other creature with the same mana cost as me. Um, trans, the problem with Transfigure is the same problem with Transmute, which is, uh, again, a developmental issue. I mean, a design issue, too, which is what we call um, repetitive gameplay, where... Part of the fun of magic is you want different things to happen in different games, and if the same thing keeps happening, yeah. then it becomes kind of boring. And so we're very dubious of mechanics that say, hey, every time I play, the same thing's going to happen. And so tutors tend to lead to that. Okay, anyway, um, so guys, we've not gotten through all the keywords. I want to talk about all the keywords, so I will do a part three next week. Um, Matt probably won't be with me. Um, I'm out. <laughs> that's enough. Done. So I want to thank Matt for joining us today. And uh, we will have him in the future. He, he's our, uh, he's my most, now is your second show, so now you're the, my most, uh, my most used guest, I guess. I'm honored. So, uh, anyway, thanks for joining us. And guys, next week we'll do, uh, I'll talk about the rest of the mechanics. Maybe my 30 minutes in. Maybe, we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of mechanics. So anyway, thanks for joining us. And it's time to go make the magic.